I'm fully aware that it's not Pride Month yet. However, there have been so many things happening that I just have to talk about relating to Pride Month. So we're, we're kicking off Pride Month early. Now, um, starting next week, we're going to be doing a lot more videos. So subscribe to the channel if you want to see more content like this. Today, we're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson and his comments on Sports Illustrated. Blues Clues and Disney with Gay Entertainment for Children and Vody Bauckham on American Culture. All that coming up on Carrying the Torch. Let's get that rockin' intro music playing. Welcome to Carrying the Torch. My name is Caleb. Welcome to the channel if this is the first time on YouTube or if you're listening on audio. This is the show for the young and old, old and young, all from my perspective as a young man. Man or woman, Jew or Greek, it does not matter. I'm here for everybody. I'm here to talk about the state of entertainment and culture today. From my view as a younger man, I have been affected by a lot of the things that I talk about. Um, so a lot of the ideas that I talk about are things that have really affected me negatively, that this American culture and this radical progressive culture is pushing forward. And a lot of it's just stuff that I see the people around me getting affected by very easily. So that's the stuff that I think is really important to talk about. So that's, that's why I do what I do. And that's why I talk about this sort of stuff. Our government hates its country, our people hate their skin color, they hate their gender, they hate everything that is fundamental to nature, to seek after every unnatural desire loved by sin. In, in a way, our sin is natural, and in a way, our sin is unnatural. It's natural as in, it is the natural state of man to seek after sin. And to live in sin, that's our natural state, to, to do everything contrary to God. However, what is actually natural, and what you would say is natural, when, they, when we talk about LGBTQ stuff, we say it's unnatural. Why do we say it's unnatural if it's a sinful thing and sinful things are natural to humans? We say it's unnatural because it's not God's order. It's not God's order, and God defines what is natural. That's really important in this conversation to say God's creation stems from his character, so anything contrary to his character is unnatural. But that is the natural state that we as humans live in. I classify these two different ideas as the great natural and then the human natural. The difference between creation nature, the nature of creation, and then the nature of us as perverted forms of creation that have perverted creation and will continue to pervert creation. So you have the intended natural, the great natural, as I call it, and then you have this idea of the human natural, which is everything that we seek after, which is contrary to God, contrary to the original idea of creation, contrary to the original creation of male, or male and female, you know, men and women, the, every, every aspect of God's creation. It's been perverted, and it will continue to be perverted. The interesting thing about God's creation is that it's his natural order that he designed, and yet it, in its design, is the ability for us to live freely. Freely as in able to choose between God and not God. This is obviously the idea between the story of Adam and Eve. You have the idea that, okay, you know, human nature is able to choose. We are able to choose between uh, God's will 
and our own will, or the idea of whatever, whatever force is coming against God, was a serpent in that story as the example. But it is true, and I, this, is what, this is what I would say. I would say that the only way cr- uh, creation was able to be perverted, and the only way it continues to be perverted, is if it lives apart from its design. So creation chooses to not live as it ought, not live as it should be, not act as it ought to act. God is the fundamental being that orchestrates nature, and it determines the right way it ought to act. So, therefore, the only way to act in opposition to that is to reject the idea of God's plan being good at all, and say that God is not good, therefore I'm going to rebel against it. We know this is why the fundamental idea we say, oh, you know, God's not good enough. This desire is better. That's why, that's the whole idea of making an idol out of something. Whole idea of choosing our fleshly desires over the will of God. We say that this is what's most important is not God, but rather what I want to do. So we, we know that, but this, when you do that, what you're actually saying is God's intended order is not good at all, and therefore God did not have a good plan. I'm going to come back to this in a minute, but first I want to talk about Vody Bauckham. It's a bit of an old clip, but I really like it, and I'm going to play it here. If we continue to send our children to Caesar for their education, we need to stop being surprised when they come home as Romans. How to see who controls the schools, control the world. Luke chapter 6 and verse 40. A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. This is the New Testament version of Proverbs 22.6. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. We cannot expect any less result in America. That is that the ideas that the government pushes forward in our American government by the leaders will be handed down to children. The stupidest part of this whole thing is that modern-day America does not teach its young people to be, as Vody would put it, Romans. We don't, we don't teach, as in our American government, our American education system, we don't teach our kids to love America. We don't teach them to harbor the traditional values that made America what it is today. We instead say... We're not going to make Romans, and using his example, we're not going to make Romans that like or that come out loving Rome, but rather Romans that hate Rome, which is a weird thing. I would say that I don't think any strong country teaches its people to hate its values, especially from um, even in examples where there are revolutions. It doesn't come from the government telling people to rebel against the itself basically and that's what we we do we say all that we stand for all that's good all that we have decided as a country is our value system pervert that and those people have gotten into the positions of power and then they say rebel 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 don't love america hate america and so it's teaching at the end of the day it is true that whatever values the people that are teaching your kids have are going to be passed down to your kids I know this firsthand, um, but the values of modern day America are more so hatred of everything that made us how we are today because that path wasn't good to begin with. This actually just happened. When I scripted this video, this stuff hadn't come up yet, but just today I saw in the news um, 
woke progressive people infecting and starting to say that this is the plan that we are going to have. We are going to decide that this this wokeness, this CRT, all of this stuff is going to be more present in not just history, not just, you know, additional stuff, but in like fundamental ideas like math. You would think, how can they make math? You know, a lot of a lot of liberals have made fun of conservatives for saying, oh, they're going to make math gay. They're going to make math racist. You know, talk about how, you know, CRT and math is like, oh, you stupid idiot conservatives. But that's what they're doing. Play that clip. Um, so students learn about DACA or the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which currently supports over 700,000 people brought to the United States as children of education. And so in the first part of this lesson, um, students explore the impacts of both, both individually and on our broader society of the July 2021 court ruling that DACA was unconstitutional. And then in the second part of the lesson, students imagine that they are helping to plan a protest in support of DACA, and they need to determine how to maximize attendance given a variety of outreach options and constraints. And then lesson eight, um, this is a heavy one, and we definitely recommend that teachers prepare their students and themselves um, in advance of teaching this lesson. It's about police killings of people of color, and it uses data to explore the racial disproportionality among the victims of police killings and of police use of force. So students examine real world data to determine that Black and Latinx people are killed by police at rates proportionate to their overall representation in the U.S. population. And then they examine data that debunk the misperception that police kill more Black and Latinx people because those people commit more crimes. And then finally, they consider what it would take to eliminate these disparities. No, no, no. They're teaching kids whatever they want instead of the things that are important. They're saying, man, and you see this a lot. If you're on TikTok and you have watched any degree of TikTok, you know how many teachers on there are pushing forward in, you know, really, really advocating for this very progressive agenda. One of my favorite subjects is math. And I know I'm going to get a lot of people that are like, stupid idiot. Like, what? Math is boring and dumb. I enjoy the fun formulas. I enjoy that sort of problem solving. I always like those puzzles and that sort of logic stuff. It's always been something I prefer. And I've had a great math education. Like, I love math. And th seeing this is like, I don't know if people are going to actually learn statistics with this or they're gonna just like what are they gonna take away are they gonna take away oh i know how to use statistics to find out that cops are racist and that black people are shot more and all that stuff or are they just gonna say oh yeah what i learned in math cops are racist and you know we people they're shot black people and hispanic people are shot more like what are they gonna take away i don't know but i don't think it's gonna be math that's for sure another aspect of this and you might have already <laughs> you might have already heard this already but it's corporations and I would say even some churches that will forsake their very purpose in order to give into this sort of cultural hysteria. Sports Illustrated put up this model for fat pride. Jordan Peterson had quite the reaction. Quite the reaction to this sort of stuff. I have the article up here. This is what Jordan Peterson has to say. <laughs> So I, I'm not going to put up the picture because it's a lady in a swimsuit. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a minute and why that, the whole thing is just dumb in the first place. But um, 
Jordan Peterson said this on Twitter. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. I have part of the picture up. Is this lady, it was supposed to be for, for Fat Pride. It's not June yet. I don't know. Is that for June? No, it's not for June, so it's for May. But even so, it's supposed to be this, you know, big step for, for Fat Pride, and it's all about that. And here's here's what I here's what I'll say about that. Here's what I want to say. If you're if you're thinking that Jordan Peterson calling this lady not beautiful is offensive, and you'd say, oh, you know, come on, we're Christians here. Let's be a little nicer. Here's I, we we don't want to be too offensive. Here's what I would say. He's being offensive by pointing out some one thing that she's not beautiful. Okay, why would he say that? Or why is it? Why would I say it's not um, unfounded upon to say that? And that is because she's she's on a magazine, okay, Sports Illustrated swimsuits, which is what it's basically soft porn. It's not about sports. It's about putting hot people with picture, you know, pictures of hot people on magazines so that everyone can see it. And I think that if you're going to have a market like that, which I don't think is good, and you're going to shout about how beautiful you are, and you're going to shout about, oh, look at me, look, I'm going to go, you know, wear very little clothing, and I'm going to get on a magazine cover to shout about how beautiful I am. If anybody says you're not beautiful, why would they do that? Um, Because you're putting yourself out there. Like if I... So no one's going to call me a bad leader if I never lead anything. But if I go out of my way and I say, no, I'm going to take charge of this situation and I screw it up royally, if that happens, it's my fault and people can call me out on it. If you're going to put yourself in the public square and say, here's what I think about X and X political issue and everybody says you're a stupid idiot person, I can't be like, what? You put your opinion out there, whatever opinions people respond with, they might be mean and you might not like it, but ultimately they're doing it because you're putting yourself out there even more on an issue of something like you're being immodest and you want people to point out how beautiful your body is, even though by most standards, people prefer healthy women. Not saying all don't, I'm just saying people prefer that. So, and these people watching, these people listening on Sports Illustrated, what are they looking for? They're looking for the most attractive person possible. Why? Because they have lust in their hearts and that's what they're, they're seeking after. They're not seeking after, oh, I want to learn more about sports. When they, when, you, when they see that on the cover or a hot lady in a bikini on the cover, that's why. <laughs> why do you think men do this? Men love this stuff. It's not good that they love this stuff, but they love this stuff. So if you're going to tell these people of very, very sexually driven men and you're going to say, hey, Here's somebody who, by most people's standards, we don't find attractive. And if they say we don't find this person attractive, you can't blame them because all they're looking for is attractiveness. And someone who's going to shout about that, even though people don't, might not think that, there might be this, the, someone who, someone, someone might find her attractive. But by most standards, it's not just that's how most people don't view it. And these people that are reading the magazine and these people that are you know, on Sports Illustrated, they're looking for hot bikini ladies. And that's not good. It's not good. But that's what happens. So his, his opinion on it is, okay, you've already degraded yourself. You've already said that this is what's most important, so I'm going to, you know, pose for a magazine for obvious reasons. But it's just you're saying, I want attention for something I ought not to be showing. People have full right to say, well, since you're showing it, I'm going to tell you my opinion. 
it's not good. Because the and the saddest part is is that people think this is a good idea in the first place. No, it's not a good idea to pose and have scantily clad people. Guys too. But way more so because men like to look at that stuff. Of course you're gonna get more ladies on these because they want to please their customers. But even that they don't seem to want to do, even though it's a bad thing. They still don't they still say, no, no, no. We gotta, you know, be considerate to people in this this over people that are overweight. We gotta make them uh look beautiful, even though usually people have drawn beauty with skinniness or just maybe not skinny skinny, but just like not overweight. And I know I'm not saying this to say that if you're overweight, you're not beautiful. I'm just saying, um, regardless, I mean, like, that's his opinion. He's entitled to it. And if you're going to say, oh, I don't like that. Okay, cool. We, we can all have our own opinions. We can all have our own opinions about that stuff. Um, it shouldn't even be a conversation we're having in the first place. Why? Because people shouldn't be putting themselves out there like that. Like, it's just sad to see that so many people are doing this. And we've gotten to the point where we say, if we don't put this lady on the magazine, then she won't get attention. And she needs attention. Like, it's just sad to see that that's all, that's all that so many people care about, that they're going to go into this modeling business. Not just like normal modeling, but where you wear swimsuits. And that's, that's what you're defined by. Your beauty is somehow defined on how good you look when you're wearing very little. And you're going to show that to everybody. It's a sad state to see people in this position where they're saying they're, they're putting themselves out there. So in these Sports Illustrated magazines, a lot of people are talking about, oh, Jordan Peterson's response. But I want to focus more on the fact that people are doing this in the first place. And it's really sad to see. It's so sad to see that that's all that people care about anymore is attention, attention, attention. I don't think that anybody should be doing that. I don't care if you're overweight or I don't care if you're skinny. I don't think you should be doing that because that's not what's most important. And you've told people that what's most important is what your body looks like. And then they're also telling people that, oh, it doesn't matter what your body looks like. You're beautiful. It's like the weirdest mix of all time where we're saying everybody's beautiful so everybody put yourself out there be as promiscuous as possible do whatever you want as much as you want because that's good and that's no it's a disgusting place to see to the point where young girls are seeing that and they're saying oh that should be the standard that's what i should look up to it's sad to no no that's not the standard that's not but you're telling people that that's what these people are telling you by saying oh yeah um all our modeling jobs are getting more and more promiscuous. All our clothing lines are getting more and more promiscuous. All that are more more revealing, let's say. Let's show more skin because that's... And I will agree with this. I saw... I, I talked about this last week with Islam. Um, one of the, the TikToks I saw from Medina TV. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But it was... It's sad to see that there's so many, and it was talking about a woman wearing the hijab and all this stuff. Um, it was like, it, they were like, oh, don't you feel so oppressed? And they were like, well, it's sad to see that people define their oppression based off of how much skin they're able to show. And I would say one thing, I don't think you should be forced to wear that, but I'm not, I don't know if all are, but it was an important point because, yeah, I do agree. 
These people think that, oh, I'm oppressed if I can't show off as much of my body as possible. So we say that, oh, fat people are oppressed because most people don't find them beautiful in bikinis. Say, no, I don't want anyone to be in a bikini. I don't think, I don't think, if anything, I think you're oppressed by something greater. I think you're oppressed by sin if you say that, yeah, what's most important is me showing myself off in a swimsuit or in a short skirt and a crop top. And if people don't like what they see, then I'm being oppressed or it's sad. I want everyone to think that I'm beautiful. Well, people can think you're beautiful. But that doesn't mean you need to show off your skin, show off parts of your body to get people to think that way. People need to stop focusing on how much skin can I show? How much skin uh, or how much, how much can I get away with? We do that a lot. I think we do do that a lot. We say, man, I'm dating this person, and I know that sex outside of marriage is wrong, but what what are the rules on that? No kissing? Or it's like, no, like what? Like how close can we be? And people like push the line because all it's it's saying, and or we do this with lots of other things too, is like, well, I don't want to be lazy. I don't want to eat too much, but how much can I eat before it's too much? It's like you're missing the point. You're saying, how much of this thing can I do before it crosses the line? And you're thinking, how close can I get to sin? How close can I get to doing what I actually want to do instead of following God so I can still be seen as, oh, half decent? You're missing the point. The point is, live properly. The point is, is that we shouldn't be showing these people on the magazine. I don't care. I don't care if you're overweight, underweight. I think that his comment saying she's not beautiful is, what did she expect when she's putting her body out there? She, ex- you can't not expect people to respond to that. But we shouldn't even be having this conversation in the first place because it's, it's, and it's again, it's really sad to see that that's all that people care about is me showing off my body. That's the most important thing. Let's liberate ourselves. No. Let's not do that. Because when you do that, then all the young women that are looking up to you are then oppressed, I would say, by sin even more because they have the expectation that that's what's most important. And any girl that is insecure about the way she looks, any girl that is insecure about her body, maybe she doesn't feel like she's up to beauty standards, she's going to say, okay, I'm going to still put my body out there but I'm going to be really insecure and I'm going to do it from a place of insecurity because that's because I need to do that because they're, they're still going to do it anyways, but they're going to be more insecure. They're not in and, and what? Cause they're seeking the validation of who everybody. Cause they're putting themselves out everywhere. Stop seeking the validation of everybody on a magazine or else you're going to get people like this telling you what they think. Stop, stop. It's not, it doesn't matter what other people think of your body. Don't show it off in the first place. Same goes for men. Hey, men, you're insecure about your body. Okay, cool. If you feel like it's because you're lazy and you're not working out, then do that. Okay. But if you're insecure about it, you don't need to show it off to be like, oh, I don't even care. Like, I might be a little like, like, who cares? Like, if you're insecure about it, just still maintain your modesty. It doesn't matter what you feel. Don't and say, oh, I really want my friends to think I look good. I really want my girlfriend to think I look good. I really want, is like, okay, that, that could, that's a factor, but don't define yourself by that. And don't live by that in every single thing that you do. Or otherwise you're going to get these people 
that say the most important thing is me seeking after the attention of everybody, me putting my body out there to everybody so that everyone can see how beautiful I am or not beautiful I am. And if they tell me otherwise, I'm going to get really insecure about it. It's like, well, this shouldn't be happening in the first place. One, don't care about what other people say. But two, don't put yourself in a position where you have to. Like, uh, if other people comment on it, like, they shouldn't have to. Because you shouldn't be putting yourselves in revealing situations in the first place for people to make those comments. Again, it's all about people putting themselves out there, saying, this is what's most important. Look at me, look at me, look at me. So I can be prideful and so that everyone can... And, and again, then the other... You have that, and then you have the other aspect, which is everyone's going to say that this person's beautiful. It doesn't matter if you think she is or isn't. Just say that she is so she feels better about herself. No! That's, that's the point of his statement, is I'm, not, I'm just going to say what I think, because you're, you're saying everyone should say she's beautiful. I don't think anyone should be commenting on it. I don't think anyone should be like, oh, you're so beautiful, yeah, you're so brave, you're so... I think people should just say, okay, and move on with their lives. Because if that happened, and everybody stopped commenting on how people looked on magazines when they're wearing the skimpy stuff, I bet you it'd happen a lot less. And that's what, that's what I want. I want less of these people that feel like they're defined by what other people think of them when they're wearing skimpy stuff. I think that that's what we should have. We should have a world where there aren't as many of these things on magazines where these aren't these people aren't showing up in the you know in this the swimsuit section is modest and people people are doing this and they've been doing this for a while there's like that's what's most important no it's not stop seeking after the attention of other people stop seeking after the validation of other people it is not what is important it is not what defines you it is not what defines you What's natural, in the natural way you should be going about it, is maintaining your modesty. And I say that men and women both, but this is like, why does it matter what other people think of you? It doesn't matter what other people think of you. That's all I'm going to say. And I, I get I'm repeating myself because it's that important to me. Stop it. It, it. it breaks down our confidence in ourselves, and it breaks down our confidence in others. Because we're saying that I am defined by what other people think. And, and insecurity grows from that. And it's a big problem. I've seen it. It's a big problem. So that, I, I get I'm repeating myself, but I think it's an important thing to talk about. One part I left out of my earlier statement was not only that rebelling against God is rejecting that God is good, but it is rejecting altogether the idea that we as humans are worth having been created in the first place. And, and that we reject that we reject that humanity should have been created at all we we say oh you know i'm going to rebel against god the natural order for humanity and say that well god wasn't really thinking straight when he said this is what should be a limitation on humanity this is what i naturally create i create male and female and we would say our modern progressive people would say no i don't think so I think that God didn't know what he's doing. Well, you don't, God, God knew enough of what he was doing to create you in the first place. So I think we can trust him. So if you would say that there is a God that exists, I think that the way he made things naturally is not something you have to mess with. It's not something you have to mess with because he must have created things in good enough of a way or in a good enough of a way that what he designates as moral and what he designates as good is actually good. You have to make that case. Because if you say that God is good for creating humanity, then you say that God is also good in saying that this is what humanity should look like. Because he created them 
the way that they should be. You don't have to change that. You don't have to. You don't have to. And if God is so bad and such an evil being worth rebelling over in the first place, we place the possible nature, this kind of unknown chaos, over God's love that he has given to us in the form of his word, in the form of his command, saying this is how you ought to live. And we say, no. So then that, that, again, takes us back to the point, well, you obviously don't care too much about the fact that God is good, so therefore what he made, the natural way he made it, isn't good. Which means that you aren't good. And I guess these are the, this is the sort of argument you get from people, trans activists, and they're saying, well, if God was so good, why did he make me, why did he screw up and not make me in the body that I feel like I am? Well, it's not about your feeling. It's about you were made male or female. So it doesn't matter if you think you're a man or woman when you're the opposite. God made you that way. He didn't screw up because that's in his natural order. All you can do is pervert it. You can pervert it in a lot of different ways. Sexually, there's so many different ways to pervert things. You can say, I'm trans. You can say, oh, I'm not binary. Oh, I'm, you know. Or in the in the area of just liberation, say, oh, I don't need one person. That's not God's design to have one partner for life. No, I need 20 a day. So we just say, whatever, anything goes. And it's sad to see a society fully hating all that is natural, all that created it, whether it's God, our country, our parents, morality. It creates in me the expectation that these people will end up destroying themselves on earth. Not on, in hell, I'm not talking about that, I'm just saying, they, we, we as a society, if this keeps going on, we're going to destroy ourselves because we don't see any value in life. We don't see any value in humanity because we're, we're saying, well, the way we're, we were created, it doesn't matter. So we can just screw with it all we want. We're going to end up destroying ourselves because we say that no, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Everything. No, 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 no. Eh. Let me do what I want. Part of this destruction is in the desire to destroy the country that told you that murder, racism, and sexism are wrong, or to destroy the economic system that gave you prosperity enough to be able to tweet about how capitalism is evil. You would not be able to afford an iPhone without capitalism. Communist countries creating iPhones would not be able to s sustain themselves and be alive as long as they have in an example like China without support from the capitalist system that grants people these freedoms in the first place. Yeah, like how do you think China is economically prosperous? How do you think? Who's funding them? Who's buying the stuff that they're making? America, Europe, Australia, other countries are saying we want that, we'll pay you. So that's the only way they can stay alive. And if America or even European countries stop trading with China, how would they be able to survive? They wouldn't. And this is another thing I don't want to get. I, it's not all about politics, but I'll talk about it when I feel like it, it fits in. Is we say, okay, with an example like, like the, the hatred of America is in two ways. It's economically and value-wise. And we say that, okay, economically, um, it's not fair and I want it to be more fair. Okay. That's an argument. I understand that argument. You say capitalism is evil. That's on one part, rebelling against that. And then on the other hand, you have to say, well, also American values aren't any good because those are the values that brought forth this that we don't like. So all of these values, traditional values of marriage, traditional values of 
male and female, which doesn't seem like that traditional of a value. Even the liberal societies have said male and female is male and female. Like, <laughs> even like the most liberal, the most progressive, the most radical of societies have usually said that. This is a very new thing, I feel like. It's very weird to see people saying, now I'm a woman. And like, I don't know. But <laughs> we say that, okay, those values that created that aren't good. Because the system isn't good, because capitalism isn't good, because freedom isn't good. But the only way you're able to say that is because you were granted the freedom to think that in the first place. Again, the only way you're able to rebel against God is if you were given the freedom to rebel against God. So in the system, the natural order of things, it, there is a fundamental idea of freedom, but it's also the idea of God's will being good. But we're we're given the choice whether we want to live in that or we want to live outside of that. And as humanity, our natural state is to always reject that. It's only through Christ that we can even we can even do any good. It's only through Christ, it's only through the influence of Christian values across the world that there is any good in the first place. Maybe the good that is even in the most remote areas of the world, I think any good there is fleeting. Any good there is just because it works out for them in the short term. And it's, again, all about me, all about me, all about me. That's the fundamental idea of human nature is we will live perverting every single thing that God wants us to do. And the only time we will maybe not disagree with God is when it works out good for us. It's a totally self-centered mind mindset. It's a totally self-centered worldview. And that's the big takeaway I want to want to take here. Uh, I'm going to end things there. Before I end the episode, there's another shooting that happened. Um, I want to make sure I have the, the... It's in Texas. So 19 children and two adults were killed in this shooting in Texas from an 18-year-old... I'm not going to say who. Um, an 18-year-old boy that shot up this elementary school. At Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. I just want to say, conclude things by not something else or a book review, but I just want to say, hey, be praying for these people. Send out your prayers to these people. It's really important to the people that, uh, to the families of, of the kids that lost their lives, of the families that maybe the parents, there were two adults killed. I don't know if they were teachers or parents, but just pray for that whole situation. I just want to want to bring to your attention that if it hasn't already been brought to your attention already, I just want to say that I will I will be doing my best to pray and I think that is one way we can make a make a big difference. We don't need to talk about politics. We don't want to talk about all of that now. What we need to do is we need to pray for the people that are in need and we need to offer the support all the support that we can. It doesn't have to be politically. Just offer our condolences and just be praying for them. So I'm just going to end things there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's another sad thing to see. It's been happening a lot. And we just something we need to, need to lean in on in our prayers. Just say, hey, it's sad that all this stuff is happening. You know, just pray for the people that are affected by it. And obviously we can talk about policy. But right now in the midst of tragedy, we don't need to talk about politics. We need to talk about, you know, just supporting each other and supporting those around us. That'll conclude the episode. Make sure to like and subscribe if you did enjoy this content and make sure to leave a five-star review. It really helps out a lot. Sharing also helps out a lot. Um, sharing and just 
Um, sending this to anybody that you think would like this content is one thing that the YouTube algorithm really does like. But if you're listening on podcast, just leave us a five-star review or four-star or three-star. Whatever you think about it, just leave a review, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.